Welcome one and all to It Builds Character, an improv character building podcast. I'm John and I'll be the host today and I'm joined by two fantastic returning guests uh, over here to my right. I'm Stacy. I was here last time we did the partner character and I called it It Takes Character and John, I personally want to apologize for that because it does take character to build a character, but that's not what the podcast is called. I appreciate you staying on brand this time. You're welcome. <laughs> and unfortunately, due to some scheduling issues, Jay isn't able to make it on the return trip. Uh, sorry about that, Jay. Mm. Um, but we've brought in a fantastic replacement to fill those shoes, large as they are. And over there, that replacement is? I'm Lisa. I'm filling in for Jay today. Yay. Substituting. You may recognize Lisa as one of our regulars from Gordian Solutions. Yes, I play Kerr. So happy to be here. So... This is a first for It Builds Character. We're kind of doing a, an add-on character to a previous character build. Uh, one of the traits was this character has a younger sibling that they take care of, a mute younger sibling. And as we got through that, that build, the younger sibling kept getting more and more personality and more and more mechanics <laughs> that we kept having to sort of back burner because that wasn't the character we were building. We were building August, it turned out. And since I'm filling in for Jay, why don't you recap a little bit for me because... Sorry, Jay, but I'm, I'm taking your spot today, and I'm, I'm not as versed as you two are on this, uh, this side character. Who are they? This character's name is Austin. He and his sister, August, are both gold dragonborn, although I was thinking about it. Austin doesn't necessarily have to be gold, but it goes to the naming convention, so we'll sort of put a pin in that for a second. Mm. Uh, they were the only two that survived from their clutch, uh, and so they were found by a human who was a butcher by trade and raised amongst like a human po- predominant village uh, later on it turned out the human was actually part of this group that essentially killed all their their people and smashed a bunch of the eggs and so they have left the fate of which is unknown and kind of gone out on their own uh, august has sort of a vengeful streak and she's turned to the worship of the dark dragon god tiamat and sort of seeks vengeance against the against who is kind of ambiguous a little bit, like kind of humans, kind of people who are. How old are they? Is she like an angry teenager or like? They're fairly young. Yeah, we have them at like seventeen or so. Yeah, so that's like, that's like, po- post adolescent, verging on being an adult, I think ish. So okay, young, but not like a child still. So August. Didn't and we also- find something really scary? Didn't they find something? Where the butcher had murdered a bunch of dragonborns. Yeah, I think there was like some kind of trophy room or something like that that indicated what was going on. Right. So August and Austin are kind of equal opposites. Uh, August is very big and tough and burly. Uh, Austin is small and slight and uh, quiet. Uh, He's mute from birth. So uh, he and his sister have developed, uh, as well as their former foster father, uh, developed a sign language uh, that they can communicate with. He's clever and cunning and dexterous, uh, but small for a dragonborn. So rogue. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sneaky. It'll be fun. Uh, so that's what we have as far as like his kind of core build goes. But because this is a podcast where we take suggestions from our listenership and kind of take these quirks and add them in, we're not going to use the full six quirks because we already have a pretty good foundation for this character, but I've grabbed four that we're going to add in and utilize for this uh, character build for Austin. 
And I'd like to go ahead and thank BlizzardMain at BlizzardMain1 on Twitter and Meg at Night, R-A-Y-V-E-N underscore for these great character suggestions this week. Thank you. So the first is he has a habit of talking with his hands full. So <laughs> because his his typical signing partners were his sister or late or former father who they'd been around a lot they could kind of intuit what he was saying a lot of times but isn't, isn't that kind of rude in the signing community yeah it's well it's, it's like not talking a, with your mouth full. it's not effective i tell you that much <laughs> it's 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 yeah it's it's like talking with your mouth it's so full that you really have a hard time understanding what the per like so full that they have to like kind of like that like to the point of being damn you rude sort of rude <laughs> so he had the he had the benefit of only talking with family for the most part previously so they could kind of forgive it or couldn't really hold it against him too much but it's an unfortunate habit that he has uh the second trait is he consults the equivalent of a magic eight ball when making decisions so some kind of randomized outlook generator. <laughs> uh, is it some little mechanical trinket or... Or maybe a, he's superstitious or, or, or something equivalent? Yeah, maybe indecisive, maybe superstitious. Um, or maybe he had some kind of, you know, it could be like some kind of a little augury sphere given to mm -hmm. him by a priest or a magic user who said like, oh, this will always give you good outcome or the correct outcome. So he... And really it's just a magic eight ball? Essentially, yeah. So it's like not at this time mm. where you shake it and it's just the side. It's not like an actual saying. It's just a little line. So you have to try again. <laughs> All right. Our next one is he's a crafter of some kind. Ah. So he a little bit works with his hands, mm. knows how to make something. Uh, we already had sort of a, a technical crafter, like a little bit of an artificer with another one of our characters. So maybe this character has some kind of like textiles or clothing or something like that. I think August was the butcher in the family, so mm. maybe Austin did something else to kind of make ends meet prior to becoming an adventurer. Could be like a leather worker, something. I'm trying to think of something that would, because they would work sort of close to each other. Since the butcher shop, maybe yeah, the skins or something. Yeah, like hides, like tanning and stretching of hides, creating leathers, textile goods out of leather. Or 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 could work in uh, the butcher shop and make really awesome sandwiches. Deli is an art. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're called sandwich artists. That's why they're called sandwich artists. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> like they could just end up taking out all of the delis that they find in all the butcher shops as they go through every town. Like a very specific anger. <laughs> and our last feature is. Austin takes time to appreciate the environment and smells the flowers no matter what. So they're very kind of in tune with the natural world. They kind of take that moment to appreciate the, the grandeur of the world around them. Okay. Aww. Okay. Kind of cute. Okay. Nice. Appreciates things. Takes the time to appreciate life, maybe. He was traumatized as a young age. You know, he just, I feel so alive. So alive all the time. Hmm. Heightened senses and whatnot. Maybe. Mm -mm. He's a rogue. Maybe he's just like hyper aware of every situation. I've been thinking about Austin a bit. And in particular, Austin's relationship to their adopted father, his adopted father. Mm. Um, so I think I would like to try to inject a little bit more nuance into that relationship there. So this is what I was thinking about. And, you know, 
if you don't like this, tell me. I, this is not set, none of this stuff is set in stone. But so, what if the Dragonborns were like a threat to the people of like the town in the region? So, the Dragonborn were either like raiders or tyrants or something like that, and the attack on the Dragonborn stronghold prior to Austin and August's hatching uh, was like self-defense from the townsfolk. That's why things like a town butcher was involved with it. I think that makes sense. So yeah, they were, they were killing the dragonborn and smashing the eggs and stuff, which is, you know, a bad thing to do. Mm -hmm. But from the townsfolk's point of view, it was like a defensible thing because they were trying to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. And then when they found like these two hatchlings, uh, they, this this butcher couldn't you know bring himself to kill the little babies, so he adopts them instead. So maybe it was it was like an ongoing sort of a feud between these two communities, and then the the final push could have been the point when when the butcher stumbles upon the hatchlings. Yes, that could be like they go to the encampment or they go to the the neighboring town where the dragonborns hold up, took out everybody, just went on a murder spree in the middle of the night. And uh, that's how the Dragonborns left, which would explain why Austin and August don't know any other Dragonborns. But then, like, one of the raiding guys, the Butcher, got a conscience. Mm -hmm. I like that. And so, you know... So they're kind of like, that puts them in a weird position in this town they grow up in, too. Yeah. Because the people are sort of, they're friendly and supportive, but they're also kind of scared. Yeah. And I think that the Butcher, you know, legitimately feels bad for the things that he did. Mm. Um, murdering everybody. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, that should make you feel bad. Um, so that's like nice. there was some element of guilt for adopting the, the, the twins. Uh-huh. Um, but when they found out about it, I think August was kind of, cause she has like a real strong sense of honor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I'm like, was like in completely intractable on the whole thing. But I think maybe Austin, understands a little more of the nuance of the situation mm-hmm. and doesn't hold his foster father in such like anger or contempt. Mm-hmm. I like that because they, we wanted them to have a lot of conflict, interpersonal conflict as siblings anyway. So that I get that. Like they're, they're not, they're not, they don't see the same perspective. They don't see eye to eye mm-hmm. on this experience of theirs. I like it. And I think that like, August is sort of storming off, right? Mm-hmm. And Austin, I think, follows his sister because even though that she feels like she's protecting him, he feels like he's protecting her mm-hmm. because she's kind of this headstrong, kind of going out in the world. and She's a shoot first, ask questions later kind of a character. Yeah, exactly. And he's he kind of pulls her back a bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good dynamic. All right, so... Let's go ahead and get into these these traits that we have in addition to like our some of our core stuff. So I, I want to kind of get that up first because that's been that's what I've been sort of buzzing about. You're chewing on that one. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> the other thing we could potentially do is we had them both as gold dragonborn previously, but if it was like a group of dragonborn who kind of all put their eggs together and yeah. kind of raise it collectively, uh, Austin doesn't have to be gold. I kind of like that. Okay. I kind of like them being sort of. Half sibling. I like them having a, having a difference that extreme because then that would be another form of tension between the two of them where they don't quite have the same experience. It's one of them, she's gold. He's gold. Wait, 
Austin's the boy. Austin's, Austin's the, boy. the brother. That's who we're doing now. So then yeah. August is the girl. So the girl is gold. So then what color? Let's go back to our Dragonborn page and see what other options we have. Now we use the AU naming convention because of like alchemical gold. Uh, all right. So the recap: black dragons spit acid, blue lightning, brass fire, bronze lightning, copper acid, gold fire, green poison, red fire, silver cold, white cold. Hmm. What if we used bronze or brass? That's what I was thinking. Bronze would be mm-hmm. cool. And maybe when they were young, they the bronze and the gold kind of look similar enough where uh, the butcher thought they were both um, gold dragonborn, so they gave them kind of the, the, the AU convention. gold names. Mm-hmm. And then as they grow older, the differences became a lot more apparent in their scale color. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're already named. So. You're already named. Not going to change it now. Well, if we bronze, their damage is lightning brass is fire so brass they would have the same sort of look at the beginning because brass is pretty gold bronze is kind of orange but they would also have the same damage type so do we want them both to use fire or do we want them to use lightning Lisa what do you think lightning school good input I kind of like I like lightning too. I like them not having the same yeah damage trying type. to make them a little bit more different too this would be another difference that they could have yeah. And then maybe when they do work together, because I feel like they're able to work together if they have to. And so when they do work together, they have different things they bring to the table. Oh, yeah. I think even though they've kind of get on each other's nerves and they don't always see eye to eye, I think when, you know, everything's on the line, and it's combat time. They're in like perfect synchronicity. Like mm-hmm. they're able to, you know, anticipate each other in the battlefield or August runs in and grabs over his attention and then Austin sneaks around and gets in that stealth attack and things mm-hmm. like that. So I definitely feel they they complement each other well in that regard. So we said bronze, right? Bronze. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So where did they get this magic eight ball equivalent? Like, is it actual magical thing or is it a little trinket thing? Like, I mean, it could probably be like a magic eight ball. (laughs) I was was kind of thinking that. (laughs) We have a guy in the party who has a robot arm. So like, why not? In a world where magic really exists, why can't it be a trinket or something that was given to him or that he picked up? And if he's, you know, sort of roguish, maybe he sort of snuck it somewhere or he found it and he won't tell anyone where he found it or, I don't know, it's his or little stole good it from charm. somebody. Something. Okay, well, so maybe if he thinks he sees himself as kind of the responsible one, right? I think they both do, but he has that self-image of himself as the responsible one. And maybe having this thing that he can consult to kind of take blame off him um, might be like like a deflector yeah like he's got these like impulses like oh maybe I should steal from this guy it's like oh maybe that's not a good idea well let's see what the magic eight ball says <laughs> oh it says shaky, good shaky. go for it <laughs> I like it it's kind of like live your life by a uh, fortune cookie a little bit mm-hmm. kind of have to see see what you get roll the dice so to speak so to speak so what is it well it could potentially be a die you know, something that he rolls and then it comes up with a little answer or it could be a legitimate magic eight ball. I kind of like the idea of it being just like an old school magic eight ball and no, everybody's like, what is that thing? So then people believe what it says, which would be why he believes what it says. But real thinks, thinks it's actually yeah, magic. Exactly. He thinks it magic. it's actually magic just because he's never seen another one, but it's really just like a toy. <laughs> or maybe like he found it in the old dragon born camp or whatever like that was burned down or whatever and he went there when he was a kid or something like that and he found this but nobody's ever seen it before because it was a dragonborn toy Mm -hmm. 
and he doesn't know that it's a toy. Ooh, I like know. that. And so he calls it a magic eight ball or whatever. And everybody just assumes that it's magic, but it's not really. It's just a toy. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows that. What if it looks like an eye of some kind? Because instead of being like an eight ball, because maybe, you know. We Might be a little too on the nose. Pool doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, maybe, pool does not exist. Maybe they probably world. have some kind of billions. Some sort but of pool. What if it's like it made it look to be like a like a mechanical eye or sort of a, something like that? Because there's these creatures called Modrons, which are like these little robot monsters from another world. And what if it's made to look like, like a Modron eye? And because they're from this lawful plane, everything is orderly. So obviously the thing would be right, even if it's just goofs. Even if it's just a goofy thing. Or maybe he's craftsy. Maybe he's like modified or fixed it over the years. So it's got some modifications on it now. Modifications like what? I don't know. Okay. Shit breaks. You got to fix it. <laughs> Shit breaks. You got to fix it. <laughs> Sometimes you got to upgrade it. I like the eye one. But I also like the idea that he modded it out a bit. Because, like, if you get, if he went and he found it in and the wreckage of his old act, then he's got to have it as, like, an excuse sometimes. Yeah. I'm just saying. Maybe it doesn't work all the time, also. Like, it's glitchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you kind of have to rattle it a little bit. <laughs> like sometimes it's sort of, and then you have to shake it really hard, like, whack it on the turn, something. hit it on something, and then it starts working. Again. So is it, like, purely mechanical or is it like magical and mechanical or is it like a little magical thing like is it actually like some sort of i think it's magical and mechanical okay because if we're putting mods on it then there has to be some sort of a mechanics thing because he's a rogue he doesn't have any yeah he doesn't have any magical ability that's one of the things about rogues especially Mm -hmm. if we're starting at level what are we five three three yeah no we might get something later but not magical and mechanical yeah and Plus, he works so much with his hands. Of course, he's going to tinker around with it. So it's this thing that he's always tinkering with kind of in his spare time to make sure that it's working. But really, he's just kind of breaking it a little bit and then sort of unbreaking it. I was thinking about that, too, because his whole talks with his hands full thing, he's always tinkering with something. Or like if we're going to do the leatherworking thing, maybe he's always like mending something Mm -hmm. for his sister or for himself or something. He's always kind of got... He's fidgeter. Fidgeter. So he's always got something that he's doing with his hands. This could be something that he fidgets with. Ooh, I classic. Was thinking, I was ADHD. thinking knitting for the knitting? crafting. Knitting? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> knitting, crocheting. What if it was like all manners of needlework? Like, what if he was a really good embroiderer? Like just would make a nice piece of leather armor and then like sewed a bunch of little pretty flowers on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> he likes nature. Why not? Why not? He's into it. Well, he's also very dexterous. So he's got good finger dexterity. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's a natural for... Um, like knitting or crocheting or yeah. it'll work and things. Or if anything needs mending or some, something like that, he's got the skills for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on the road, like, oh, my pouch broke. Here, let me fix that for you. Mm-hmm. Stitch up that sword room and sword gash in your Yeah, he's the medic tabard. also. <laughs> oh, like, I was thinking like, so, 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 so. It, cuts, it, cuts your, it cuts your clothes, not your, oh. your oh. body necessarily. I thought oh. you said stitches, like stitches, like flesh. Well, I mean, working in a butcher shop, ugh, you would have the opportunity to practice on skin. It's true. That's a thing that doctors do. They've got that fake skin where they practice suturing. So. And August can heal magic, magically heal wounds. So maybe they kind of tag team. If you get stabbed, August heals your body and Austin heals with clothes. <laughs> Austin will fix your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> For a price. For a price. I like that he's got like a, a little pouch with him that is filled with all the different colored threads and stuff. So mm-hmm. he makes sure it matches. So it doesn't yeah. like different different types of thread too. Like mm-hmm. how strong does it have to be? He's the one that did laundry in their family. Oh, for sure. Oh, to hundred percent. He Mari Khan did the whole thing. <laughs> and so, where did he get his love for 
nature? Like, where did he kind of get this? Um, people like flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people can like flowers and not really kind of take time to kind of soak them in. I imagine Austin's a bit of a hiker. You know, he just likes to. Well, too, is the village entirely accepting of him? If the like during his lifetime, he was a baby, but during his lifetime, the village was all out, including like the butcher. The village people were all out breaking eggs like they're not going to get over their prejudice that quickly and now they've got two in the village they're probably not that nice to him so maybe he was just trying to get away from the village and maybe yeah maybe his um inability to talk kind of gave him a little more distance like his family learned isolating yeah his family learned sign language but you know not everyone in the village is going to so aside from a few maybe basic you know hello goodbye bread or something like that mm. uh the baker like they might not just be able to communicate effectively to him well he I mean he can hear he's mute he's not deaf and mute so it would be a really one-sided conversation if anything because yeah i don't think they would be very accepting of dragonborns mm-hmm. especially one with a disability so why would they put themselves out even more they're already letting the butcher raise these kid these hatchlings why would they want to go a step further to attempt to communicate? Some of them are accepting he's mute and not everyone puts forth the effort to learn a language that, is it like their own version of sign language? Yeah, it would have to be a home sign. If there's only the three of them using it, they probably invented it themselves. Okay. But because, because he can hear it is, it's, it wouldn't be a broken language. It would probably be pretty, pretty comprehensive. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be, an easy thing to learn. And again, it would be him having to listen to people because he, he knows lang- the language that they just spoke and he knows common tongue or whatever it is that we're speaking, mm-hmm. but no one would know what he said. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's hard for him to either defend himself or to reciprocate any kind of offers of anything, basically. Exactly. So why not go hiking on your own? Exactly. Like you get frustrated and you have to get away from all of this. But flowers are pretty. So And flowers are pretty. And you know who doesn't care if you talk? Bunnies. <laughs> and deer maybe he has like a really good affiliate maybe anim- our animal handling could be one of our okay yeah i one think of our we can things. definitely get some some survival or some animal handling or something to to fill this in yeah i also really like the idea of like a a scary looking dragonborn kind of traipsing through the woods and having like a trail of woodland creatures <laughs> doting on him <laughs> just because he's like oh, i'm all scary but you know the bunnies <laughs> so what if the their adoptive father like got a book on like of like common sign language like csl is like the asl equivalent right because common is like the default language sure from like the capital so that way there's the potential if you meet npcs on the road who might be like you know more learned like wizards or sages or something like that they might have the they might also know a common sign language yeah that could work like he definitely has i think a shorthand with uh august yeah but for other people who might also speak via sign mm. they it opens up the a language thing there which could also be an interesting thing with an npc like if you meet somebody and austin's like signing to august and then the npc sees this and like responds mm-hmm. and then suddenly they're like someone else i can talk to <laughs> a uh, friend <laughs> yeah like i can talk to them easily yeah. it kind of opens up a whole new a whole new relationship dynamic realm a whole new realm for npcs too mm-hmm. he doesn't just have his face to communicate anymore like i'm sure he can communicate very basically yeah but it's not probably, everyone is patient enough to wait for that kind of communication right it usually ends up with people who use home signs 
when they do encounter someone who has formal sign language, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Like it, it is different, but it would, it's kind of similar of having um, two languages that are based on the same, on the same root language, you know, like, like uh, Italian, like Italian and, and yeah, Spanish, Spanish is, it's a good one because they, they have some things in common, but the rest of it, they have to sort of make up as they go. And so there's a lot of improvision. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pantomime. Uh, it's the same thing in signed languages. Cause there's, millions of them there's so many mm -hmm. and there's so many of them and there is no one universal signed language and i like the idea of them either learning something sort of a common ground thing from a book although books with sign language are not very effective so it would still have to require a lot of pantomime mm -hmm. and a lot of sort of creative lang com creative communication so i think that could be really fun cool the other option would be what if um the butcher and the siblings they went to they lived in an area where there was like a community for the deaf and the mute who then, you know, their families would go there and they would all learn this together over the course of about a year and where they would just enter in a community where they could learn some formalities of the language, but not the full language, you know, kind of get the gist of it mm -hmm. and then go back to their little province or town. Either way, either way would work pretty okay. well. Yeah, maybe it's something because... I see them sort of as, as very commoners as far as like upbringing goes. Yeah. So they probably didn't have a lot of time to, you know, like put their lives away to do that. But right. maybe it's something they did, they've done like once mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, like a couple of weeks. They're able to, you know, bring an excuse to bring like a big shipment of haunches to like <laughs> the capital and we're able to get and a little bit of immersion there. Yeah. And then like in the capital, there could be a school or yeah. someone mm -hmm. who could get them all on the same page in terms of developing this language together. I like it. I think it would be very interesting. That and it would give them, it would give Austin and August a more like a commonality to kind of strengthen that bond. Mm -hmm. Cause even though they are very, you know, tense in the relationship, they're also very bonded. Yes. Like they're very codependent. What if the school for the deaf, this like signing school was also like a recruiting ground for like the local thieves guild. Um, because yeah. they were finding people who, for them, like speech just wasn't part of their life. And if you're going to have somebody who's sneaking or like a team of people who are sneaking into someplace, if they're just not talking because that's their default, uh -huh. it's going to make them that much better. And that's how Austin got a little inroads into uh, thievery and sneakiness, <laughs> which explains the rogue background. I love this. That's kind of cool. I love this. Sort of predatory, sort but okay. Of, sort of predatory. It, it, yeah. It works, though. It works. It, it really works. And it would kind of contribute to how sort of messed up these siblings are. Because they're damaged. Like, they have... They've had a... They have seen things yeah. that they find it hard to talk about. So, that I think would be a really fun twist to it, too. Because that's just another slight against him as a disabled dragonborn. Growing up in a community where he's not accepted, being taken advantage of, and sort of forced into this life of thievery when all he wants to do is feed the bunnies in the forest <laughs> <laughs> and like hike, sew things, and play with these weird little eight ball trinket. <laughs> he just wants the simple life. Yeah, I, and I could totally <laughs> see kid. that thing, that sort of being a thing if you have an area where you don't have a lot of people who kind of accept you, and then this is a thing that like it looks like a community. Like they're like, hey, we have other people in a similar boat. Also, you want to be an assassin? 
And you're like, well, I've come this far. This is really similar to like gang recruiting at this point yeah. too. Like find find an abused community, source it out, mm-hmm. make them a community, get them to do bad stuff. <laughs> I like it. This is this is messy. It's getting dark. It's getting dark. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get some mechanics going here. Mm. Now that we have a nice rounded, yeah, we've sort of rounded the character out a little bit from the. <laughs> the initial like outline we had. Mm. So we're going to use the standard array as usual for stats, which is a 15, a 14, a 13, a 12, a 10, and an eight for our ability scores. So I think we want to put the 15 into dexterity. Dex, for yeah, sure. definitely. And I think the eight would probably go into strength or constitution. We've described Austin as being kind of slight mm-hmm. and... Uh, small. So one of the other physical stats being low would, would fit for me. I think strength should be low. Yeah. I don't want Khan to be the lowest. Yeah, I don't want Khan to be the lowest either. Especially as a rogue, Khan is, Khan is pretty key. Mm-hmm. Strength is pretty key too, but as a rogue, you, you're supposed to use your... You're supposed to use your strength elsewhere. Exactly. Than strength. <laughs> All right, so... I guess my other question mark is what do we want to do with charisma? Um, because there's sort of this natural hurdle that would be involved with dealing with most people uh, due to the lack of common language mm-hmm. uh, and sort of the withdrawnness that Austin has sort of had a little bit as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could see kind of putting the 10 in there. Um, but also he could just kind of have one of those, like always has a pretty good attitude despite everything that's happened to him. He's kind of like an easy smile and kind of a cult of personality. So he's able to kind of put people at ease, even if he doesn't necessarily have the means to effectively communicate with them all the time. I still sort of see him as a bit of a cutie, like nature lover, kind of easygoing, um, has not had the easiest life, but is still sort of, you know, can appreciate things about life and is finds silver linings and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely see him as, pe- as somebody people like, and he likes people, even if he can't always talk to them. Yeah, I think charisma should be should not be our next lowest. I think it should be somewhere in the middle because he would have he would have to compensate a lot. He's not going to be with his sister or the father figure at all times, so he's going to have to navigate the world on his own. And I like the idea of him being sort of like, "No, like you're the little dragonborn. No, you're the little guy who's like, you know, you go on walks and you sew and you've got that <laughs> weird little thing you use." So I kind of like the idea of the townsfolk being like, "No." He's like almost charming. Yeah. And they're sort of, but also kind of disarming. Yeah. Like charming and also they they don't really, so under, sort of, they don't know or understand how sneaky he can be. I think that would come into play really well as a rogue, the thief type Especially rogue. if he can do it on purpose. Like yeah. he can just make sort of, he's very unassuming. Mm-hmm. And yeah. therefore people think that he's fine so he can get into places mm-hmm. easier. Like, oh, he's harmless. Yeah. So maybe like to put the 12 in charisma? Yeah, I think, I think yeah. the 12 should go yeah. in charisma. All right, so we have a 14, a 13, and a 10. I like the 14 in wisdom. I think he's very observant. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and fairly empathic. Agreed. Mm. Where was, how intelligent was um, August? Didn't we put her at like medium intelligence? Because I feel like they should be kind of similar in yes. their smarts. Yeah. Uh, August was fairly moderately intelligent, if I recall. Okay. So we're down to 13 and 10, and we've got con, con and, and intelligence. intelligence. I think 10 con and 13 intelligence. 
Yeah, he's kind of slight, yeah. so I can see the con being a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. And I, do, I want him to be smart. Mm-hmm. Smart-ish. Yeah. I don't know how... Smart enough. Smart enough. All right, so here, a little bit but of power... also, like, kind of derpy enough to think that this Magic 8 Ball is more than a toy. <laughs> that it's maybe just a toy. Can we call that quirky? Quirky! So I got a little idea here. If we swap the 13 into Charisma and the 12 into Intelligence, then the racial bonuses will bump the 13 up to a 14, which will increase our... Charisma bonus. I like it. Do it. All right. So as a dragonborn, we're going to get plus two to strength and plus one to charisma, which is going to give us a 10 in strength, a 15 in dexterity, 10 in constitution, 12 in intelligence, 14 in wisdom, and 14 in charisma. Nice. That works. Yeah. Not super high on anything, but pretty well rounded, mm-hmm. which I like. Uh, so let's flip to rogue. And oh, we need an archetype for rogue. Um, because we are level three, so so our choices are thief, assassin, or arcane trickster. So, so we did an arcane trickster in season one or yeah. series one. So I think not arcane trickster. We keep talking about stealing thief. Then thief maybe. I, I was thinking assassin. Why assassin? Yeah, I think that. Well, I like the kind of like a good-hearted assassin as sort of an archetype. Like, he understands that, you know, sometimes to make society work, bad people have to get killed. <laughs> Choices I thought must he be was made. supposed to be like the level-headed one compared to his sister, though. That is the problem here. That's, I don't see him as an assassin. Well, I could sister, be convinced, but I don't see it naturally. Well, his sister, if I recall correctly, she's, she's just aggressive kind of from the, from the get-go. Yeah, so she sort of comes in swinging. Okay. Versus an assassin... He would be very meticulous about who he killed. He would sneak in, he make you s- think he's not going to do anything. Oh, I'm just here for the bunnies. And then, and then stabby, 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 and then sneak out. And be all innocent. No, he could get never. his sister blamed. Uh-oh. Yeah, he could never do that. Hmm. What if the kind of fun. that organization he kind of got mixed up with is like an assassin group, and Ooh. now he's kind of on the outs with them, but he still has the skill set. Kind of... Kind of like John Wick before he goes all ham on everybody. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that movie. I just watched it. Sorry, we're going to get bad Twitter feedback on that. But it's kind of stuck in my head. So, like, tried to get out of the life. Like, yeah. Going back. So, maybe he lived away. Yeah. Maybe he lived away while he was doing this gang assassin affiliation thing. Mm-hmm. So, they don't... Maybe Austin keeps this as like a guarded secret that maybe even August doesn't really fully understand. Even if she was with him at the school, they the school would have encouraged him to be more independent, like go out on your own, that kind of thing, and then immediately get scooped up by this Plus she's not a she's not a big school person either, so she yeah. would not have been as into it as he is. It could also be so like if the whole family went to kind of find this place and then the organization is like, well, Austin can stay here. And we'll, you know, go like educate him on how to use the the signs and things like that. And then he'll come back home and teach you guys how to use it. Mm-hmm. And given your situation, we'll take him on free of charge. And, you know, poor butcher is like, okay, cool. This sounds great. And then it's oh, like. The poor butcher. By the way, you're going to be an assassin now. By the way, we own you now. Ooh, that could build. And now, so there's some like lingering hurt 
feelings about that the whole you left abandonment me. yeah you abandoned me with these strangers and they turned me into something i don't want to be and then he comes back and he has to like deal with that he doesn't he can't talk and he's got all this weird assassin training trauma yeah i'm coming around to this more and more <laughs> as we talk about it and he takes long walks to get his, get his mind off of it maybe go murder some stuff and not the, the bunnies not though. the bunnies and not there can the also be like maybe an assassin or two from his past that still has unfinished business with him either the relationship that sort of didn't pan out or yeah. like friend rival lover kind of thing uh, or one of each friend rival lover yeah all right that's the new uh <laughs> did we just name the, his first a, album no, I was gonna say, that's, the, that's the new screw mary kill yeah. <laughs> friend rival lover <laughs> friend rival lover Ooh. um that's a great game okay uh, so we're cool for assassin. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you sold me. You sold me. It it would be cool. I'm thinking of trying to work it into a role playing where he just busts out these moves, and his sister's like, "Where did you learn that?" Ooh. So this is interesting too. With the assassin at third level, um, we gain proficiency with disguise and poisoner's kit, and then the whole focus is get, you're the deadliest when you get the drop on your enemies. So you have advantage on attack rolls that hasn't. Uh, against creatures that haven't taken a turn in combat yet. So there's an encouragement to sort of strike first, mm -hmm. which would be interesting because that's not what he wants to do because that's what his sister does. But that's when he's the most effective. He could even use that. Ooh, conflict. <laughs> he can even use that to his advantage. Like he knows August is going to run in. So he can kind of slink around the backside and then just jump into the fight. Ah! <laughs> I love this. All right. So let's put a quick pin in that real quick and head to the backgrounds. Mm. Um, and get their their origin. So I could kind of see Hermit even as being fitting for Austin's background. If he's spending kind of a lot of time alone, like you can probably you know knit as easily on like a brookside rock as you could in inside the house. So maybe he's sort of. Like still part of society, but kind of isolated as well, mm -hmm. which would allow the hermit background to kind of fit. It would also give us a few of the skills I think we're looking for. Yeah. All right. So flip to hermit. It should be like a few pages further in. I found the page. What did you want from the page? What's, what are the proficiencies we get from that? Proficiencies, medicine and religion for skill, for tools, or the herbalism kit. You get one language of your choice. Wait. <laughs> Maybe he can understand another language, but he can't, you know, he doesn't talk. Yeah, mm -hmm. he can, he can, he's, yeah. again, he can still hear. Or we can mechanically use that to give him the sign language. Yeah, could, could do, could do. Um, equipment, scroll case, stuff full of notes from your studies or prayers, a winter blanket, a set of common clothes, an herbalism kit, and five GP. I think the hermit makes sense because it's all about seclusion. Mm -hmm. So he's already pretty isolated. Yeah, just due to circumstance. Due to circumstance and then trauma from yeah. whatever happened in our days as an assassin, an assassin gang, if you will. Uh, so then, yeah, you would want to retreat. We want to find some solace in being alone. Hmm. Cool. So let's flip over to Rogue here. So what are the proficiencies you get from Rogue? Uh, light armor, simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, short swords, thieves' tools. Um, our saving throws are dex and intelligence, and we get four skills. All right. 
from this list. Acrobatics, athletics, deception, insight, intimidation, investigation, perception, performance, persuasion, sleight of hand, and stealth. So we can pick four of those. So I think sleight of hand and stealth are kind of... Stealth for sure. Stealth for sure. No brainers. Sleight of hand, yes. Well, well, if he's going to have poisons, sleight of hand would be super, ho- super cool. Mm-hmm. It would also make sense with like if he's doing a lot of handcrafting things, mm-hmm. knitting and things we like did that. Did up his dexterity. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so then, maybe like acrobatics or perception. I or was something thinking, like that. I was thinking he's perception. Be really perceptive. He's very observant. Like we've sort of been talking about how observant he is already. So I think perception is going to be our third. That makes one. sense mechanically. Mm-hmm. I kind of like acrobatics. Yeah. If he's if I mean she is sort of the big brawny Russian and throw haymaker kind of. Fighter, then maybe he's the sneaky, quick, fast, stabby stab kind of like acrobatic. Yeah. That sort of lends itself. But what are what are the other choices? Um, athletics, deception, insight, intimidation, investigation, performance, and persuasion are the last ones that we haven't. Maybe insight. His time with the the assassins. Maybe he has to figure out situations really quickly. So he has to be able to gauge people and what they're going to do. But isn't that why we have the magic eight ball? That's true. Isn't <laughs> like, why would he need that if he's if he knows what's going to happen already? If he's got like, ooh, I can see all angles. Why does he rely on your right? Our weird little magic eight ball. I kind of like acrobatics. I mean, I like the idea of him being able to sneak and get the drop on on the bad guys. Literally um, drop. Like literally drop. I also like the idea of acrobatics because then because he's got such charisma, he'd be able to sneak into places pretty easily and then with acrobatics he could like ninja his way up a wall or something and hide i like it thus yeah i like our sneaky assassin boy sneaky assassin acrobatic bunny lover yeah nature boy (laughs) wasn't there a thing where we were gonna be vegans or vegetarians even though we worked for a butcher i think wasn't that a thing was that a joke you guys had nope well or was that a real thing you guys had? I, you know, that was a real thing for. Was that a different August? Character? August, yeah. I don't think Austin necessarily has to be a vegetarian. That's what we were talking about. That's right. More conflict. He's got, More conflict. He's got sneaky. He's got sneaky meat snacks. Sneaky meat <laughs> snacks. Got a little pocket. Well, he's a sandwich little, artist. Little jerky pocket. <laughs> well, just because he appreciates nature doesn't mean he doesn't also eat nature. He's a realist. He's a realist. And a survivor. And a killer. Oh man, that character you guys created where you can he's a vegetarian, but he can hear the plants. <laughs> oh yeah. That was awesome. That's so metal. That's so insane. He just he's only gonna make a salad, but it's gonna be the most deadly salad. <laughs> Screaming lettuce. Oh my gosh. Okay, so for expertise, we get to double our bonus in a couple of skills. Or proficiencies we have. So we can be extra good at two things. Um, I think stealth. Stealth for sure. Yeah, for sure. Maybe perception. With how observant he is. Is that necessary? Having high, profession, ha- having high perception is always helpful. I always yeah. put a point in perception. Every, every skill. Every skill. What is it? Like every level when we can up it. I always do. So You're a really good player. For I respect it you. It helps Let's me. It doesn't have to help him, but it's my vote. There you go. So for gear, uh, we could choose a rapier or a short sword. I like short sword. Yep. Lends itself to the more... I feel like when he kills somebody, he's kind of up close and personal. Yeah. And a rapier's a little long. 
So for uh, yeah, rapier is is kind of more like flourishy. Short mm. sword is kind of more dagger Direct. in the dark yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so a, sh- a short bow and twenty arrows, or a second short sword for our second weapon. Could really go either way. Do we need a ranged weapon? We get a couple daggers, which you can throw. Which you can throw, but then you don't necessarily get it back. If he's nature boy, maybe he's a hunter. Maybe he goes out and every once in a while one of those bunnies comes back with him to the butcher shop. That's kind of what I'm thinking because, you know. So bow and arrows? It's sort of like a a reason for him to have it too. Yeah. He can justify it and still be like, oh, look at harmless little me. Mm -hmm. I'm a hunter. Mm -hmm. But he only hunts what he's going to eat. So I think a burglar's pack as opposed to a dungeoneer's pack or explorer's pack. Definitely. Well, wait, what's in the explorer's pack? Explorer stuff. Explore, explorey things. I've got my own book. I'll find it. Nope, not gonna find it. We're just gonna go with burglar. Okay. <laughs> and then he gets too lazy. <laughs> leather armor, two daggers, and thieves' tools as well. Yep. And so, if we go assassin, uh, we get disguise kit and profi- poisoner's kit proficiency, and we get the advantage on. Attacks against creatures haven't acted yet. Mm-hmm. Whoa, you didn't finish reading that. In addition, any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit. Ooh, I did not finish reading that. <laughs> mm. Read to the end, Stacey. That's the, you missed the best part. Just told you, I'm too lazy to flip to the <laughs> right page, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. <laughs> you, you had all icing and no cake in that bite. <laughs> it's like a fun surprise. <laughs> that is pretty sweet. All right. Pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. Pretty good. So, I think we just have a few. Let's, let's kind of work out the personality traits and like ideals and bonds and flaws. Okay. So, personality trait. Um, maybe like I like that he's got like kind of a rich inner life that he tries to share, but doesn't always succeed on. Like he. Like he makes things and then tries to, he's, he's convinced that this is the best thing that has ever been made. Like maybe he, maybe he sews something that's just really beautiful in his eyes and then he gives it to August and August couldn't care less about it. Like, so he's sort of like an assassin and also a totally misunderstood quirky artist, artisan type person, like way ahead of his time. Like, like he embroidered he embroidered the Mona Lisa or something on a breastplate and August is just like it's just gonna get blood on it. I don't know why you do these things. This is unappreciated artist as a personality trait. I actually I like that a lot. Totally unappreciated. It sort of fits for his character though. Yeah, it does. It's great. Very Van Gogh. Van Gogh? Whatever. Um didn't sell a single painting. Not when he was alive. Not till he died. Which sucks. Which sucks. It's kind of crazy, though. So what what are his ideals? Like, what does he believe in? And some ideals, you can get ideas from... You can get ideals for, ideas for ideals uh, from the character background thing. So for Hermit, one example would be, my gifts are meant to be shared with all and not used for my own benefit. Or... If you know yourself, there's nothing left to know. Inquiry and curiosity are the pillars of progress. 
I actually kind of like that my gifts are meant to be shared with all, not used for my own benefit. You said he likes people, so that would lend itself to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An assassin sharing his gifts with the world. Yes. <laughs> Look how artistly I assassinate this What's person. What's that show now? It's like Barry on HBO where oh, he's, he he's an assassin. I'm, I'm just getting into it. I, I love it. Bill Heater. Good stuff. But yeah, it's got that. He's like a tortured artist <laughs> who's really good at killing people. But all he wants to do actor. is be an actor. His only joy is improv. <laughs> New season starts this weekend. <laughs> so I think his bond is to his sister. Oh, yeah. As different as they are, they are connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those things where even though they don't always get along, they still love each other a lot. Mm-hmm. There's still that kind of family connection. Yeah. Um, you so, can argue with your sibling all day, but you'll still help them marry body. <laughs> that kind of relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a really good way to put it. So, um, and maybe like, I'll protect my, si- my sister from everything, even herself, mm-hmm. for his bond. And what's his flaw? I was just reading those. There's one. I harbor a dark, bloodthirsty thoughts in that my isolation and meditation failed to quell. It'd be kind of funny. <laughs> Bunnies, flowers, kill. Bunnies, Bunnies flowers, <laughs> murder everything. Bunnies, flowers, burn the world. <laughs> Ooh, number six, I like keeping secrets and won't share them with anyone. <laughs> He already is so isolated. Already so isolated and already would be the best secret keeper in town because even if he tries to tell your secrets, there's two people who are going to understand what the heck he's saying. And they left one of them at home. One of them's at home. So I think that just kind of comes automatically. automatically. But does he like keeping secrets? I feel like he would feel isolated and kind of lonely. Maybe it's like I have to keep secrets thing. What well, if, his assassination stuff is probably all secret. Yeah, and he, he'll endanger his family if he tells anybody about it. Maybe they threatened his family. That's the reason why they got him. Ooh. Like once you kind of clear a certain hurdle, they're like, you can't go. Now you're in, you can't get out. We know where your sister lives. Yeah. Ooh. And because he, I think he's more understanding of his, his father's situation. So while August is pretty much, I'm, I'm out, I'm done with this guy. I think Austin sort of talked her down from like, killing him and they just left instead mm. so maybe like he knows that something could happen to him if the assassin secrets got out that really works yeah it does or even just a flaw could be like i'm part of an organization that would kill everyone i loved if i betrayed them seems <laughs> seems that's like a, a re- relevant a good, flaw yeah. yeah but are we saying that he likes to keep that secret or is that just sort of he has to he has to keep or he that feels secret. he has to. So, so we can just do we don't have to keep the keep secrets flaw the flaw okay. could be um, I'm part of, I'm part of an organization that would bring ruin to everyone I love if I betray them. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's kind of like a freelancer, but they, you know, any any day they could come calling and be like, "We got a job," and the, you can't you you can't really we got say a job. No. You can't say no. Yeah. If you say no, we're gonna murder everyone you love, and you can't tell anybody about it. This is dark. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the other ones are very. Light and happy. Light and happy. And this one's very... This one's like, uh, let's mess up your life more. No, 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 no. Well, rain of blood. <laughs> in August, secret. Secret rain of blood. August had a pretty messed up one, too. Yeah. These are definitely like... The, the trauma dark, twins. This is the trauma twins. <laughs> yeah, season series two definitely went a different direction than series one. Yeah. Series one was goofy <laughs> as heck. Yeah, we're and taking s- a hard turn here. Yeah, which I like. I like that contrast there. Sorry, kiddos. Sorry. 
I'm not sorry. Mm. All right, cool. So we just need a little bit of finishing Life's touches pain. here. Life is pain. We've got a name, fortunately, which is great. Yeah. That's always one of the harder parts. Uh, we got bronze scales, and I think he dresses in all black, not only for stealth missions, but also for contrast against the scales. Mm-hmm. The sign language thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. What uh, color eyes does he have? What color August eyes? Man, you got to ask the hard questions. Don't just I mean, those. you know, I'm a complicated human. I like details. Because they're not actually like blood siblings. They're yeah. like clutch siblings. Yeah. How about like a really, really piercing icy blue? Like a husky who's got those bright blue eyes. No? 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 Both of you are wrinkling your noses. That means no. I'm no. trying to think of an actor. There's the... He plays Dum Dum Dugan in the Captain America movie. The uh, Helen Commando? Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was a, another actor I saw in a movie recently that I'm trying to remember the name of, and I, I can't, but I'm into it. He was also in the remake of Walking Tall with the Rock. He was like the bad guy. <laughs> but like that kind of eye color, people would, and might, that might lend itself to the charisma we gave him too. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you have such striking eyes. Mm-hmm. Ah, and like blue would be a really cool contrast with the, with the bronze. bronze. Let's do it. Maybe either blue or like maybe a green. I can see green. Either way, I, like, I want it to be bright. Like a bright. Maybe like gold. Okay, if you're nah, com- too much. If too you're much. concurrently composing a tweet, the actor is Neil McDonough. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's got that husky face. Yeah. Or, or, oh, okay, here we go. Niall DeMarco, the deaf um, man who won America's Next Top Model and Dancing with the Stars. That guy literally looks like a husky. And he's got these bright crystal blue eyes you know what we're googling people yeah let's google (laughs) show me a picture i shall what's hilarious is that he yeah it's like the first thing that comes up in my feet what's hysterical is that he looks like a siberian husky and his twin brother looks like a leprechaun (laughs) because he's got this bright red hair here's niall demarco he's yummy and he's such an awesome human. He's an advocate for the deaf. And he won Dancing with the Stars, even though he's deaf, like fully deaf. He comes from a deaf family. His brother is deaf and a DJ. Look at his brother. They're twins. This is like perfect. Ah. So doesn't really have the piercing blue eyes I was thinking of, but hot damn. This, guy, there's, this guy's like too attractive looking. It is painful how attractive he is. Like, like just, just. Yeah. I mean... I mean, really. But he does. He looks like a Siberian freaking husky. So uh, so for sure, crystal blue eyes. Yeah? Crystal blue mm-hmm. eyes. Got it. All right. I think that's going to be... Oh, any like other aesthetic notes? Wait, we, need, we need height and weight because, well, we know he's We have him, we have him at like 5'2", I think, which okay. is like real short that's for a dragonborn. Yeah, because it'd have to be like sort of unnaturally small for a dragonborn. Mm-hmm. It's really little. Uh, and he's... Like his physical stats are pretty slight, so probably like like 130 or something like that. That's a pretty husky 5'2". Is it? Okay. I have, <laughs> Less than that. I've got a bad... Uh, I'd be like maybe one, 105? 105? Somewhere in, the, in like the low hundreds. Very low hundreds. Yeah. I'd say. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's do like one, one, 110. We'll split the difference there. Okay. Sounds about right. Because that's still like a healthy build mm-hmm. for 5'2". I see him as definitely like kind of wiry. He's kinda, uh, he doesn't have a lot of muscle, but he's got like yeah. corded. Yeah. Like a woodsman's muscles. Like you don't a, do push-ups, you just work the land. 
You said like the kind of um, like a shoot the circus, like a Cirque du Soleil kind of build. Mm, mm-hmm. That lends itself well to acrobatics. Yeah. Yeah. And no tail. <laughs> so that is going to be Austin the Dragonborn. He is a rogue assassin. And uh, he's mute. He's a bronze dragonborn and looks out for his big sister, August. He has a habit of talking with his hands full, which is an- annoying to the people he signs with. But is he's always <laughs> he's a fidgeter, so he's always keeping busy. And he'll just like not quite put down his knitting needles when he's trying to say what's up. A lot of head motions. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of and complicated eyebrow work. Mm-hmm. Facial expressions. He <laughs> has, of the head. <laughs> he has a magic eight ball he found in the wreckage of the previous Dragonborn stronghold that he consults for decisions, partly to take the blame off of himself. He's a crafter of needlework, uh, knitting, sewing. What was the other one? Uh, embroidery. Knitting, em- sewing, embroidery. Embroidery, yeah. <laughs> Leatherworking. I like that he's got like his... I think he's like monogrammed his stuff, but it's like black thread on black, so you yeah. can't really see it. Can't see it. But he knows it's there. <laughs> it's just it's subtle, and he knows where to look for Maybe it. Maybe it's on the inside, too. Mm-hmm. So like on the inside of all of his all of his leather armor, it's just this like beautiful, intricate, ongoing oh, embroidery. He really does it to August stuff, too, but she doesn't notice. Doesn't notice or care. <laughs> he's, she, he's an unappreciated artist. No, I love that the inside of his armor is like a work of art. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> it's for him. Uh, and he takes the time to appreciate the environment. He smells the flowers no matter what. So during that that stealth infiltration, if there's a nice like potted plant, he might take a moment and just kind of mm. appreciate that spritz, before spritz, spritz it. Getting check stabby. out check how dry the soil is. <laughs> See if it needs a water. Then you could be, get angry that it's still dry. Water your plants is what he's thinking as he's stabbing somebody. <laughs> so that's gonna pretty much do it for us. Stacy, anything you want to tell our listeners about before we uh, wrap up here? Nope, still no Twitter feed. Still a ghost on the internet, but this is great. I think we fleshed out a really fun character. I am excited to see how he works in actual play. Which, thank you for plugging that. We are actually going to be playing these characters next week on this very podcast feed, so uh, come back to see these characters in action. We're not sure who's running the game just yet, but it's going to be a little one-shot, much like we did at the end of Series 1. And Stacy has already confirmed that she's coming back for that. Yeah. And we did such, it was so fun having you last time. I'm glad you're going to be back to Yay. play this time. I'm really excited about it. I always have fun with our one shots. Uh, Lisa, anything you want to tell the listeners about before we wrap up here? No, I think you got everything. All right. Well, I haven't done my announcements yet, so. Oh, well. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I want to tell people about our Patreon. Uh, our Patreon is now up and running for Die by the Dice. We have some really cool stuff. You can get behind the scenes podcast audio or a chance even to play with us on a game. Uh, at one point so check it out it also lets you support the show so if you're enjoying the what you're listening to here then it's a great way to say thanks and we really appreciate any uh any support you can follow us on twitter at die by the dice and thank you for listening we'll see you next time